Hey, welcome back to our first episode of 2024 of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We have Shyler from B1029. Happy New Year, Shyler. Happy New Year, Joe. Yeah, we'll be back in 2024. Of course, there's always Hollywood dirt and gossip <laughs> to talk about. Um, so uh, really quick, New Year's, um, what was kind of one of the, the highlights for your New Year? Well, I went to visit my family in Florida. Um, so being with my family, that used to be like almost more, almost just as exciting as Christmas as a kid because, you know, you got to stay up late and hang out with the adults. And it was a lot of just really, really special family time. So New Year's Eve is my favorite holiday. And nice. I haven't been able to spend it with my parents and my, you know, my brother and my brother-in-law for a while because we do every other year Christmas. So you can't. I, I can't take two weeks off when I'm down there and my husband certainly can't. So my husband was able to make it to where, you know, we would have Christmas here with his family because it's his family's year for Christmas. Next year we'll be down there for Christmas. Um, but he made it to where we would be able to be there for New Year's this year, which really meant a lot to me. So I got some much needed family time, a little bit of a break. And 2023 was a very busy year for me. So I got to take advantage of some family time and, and and just kind of be down there with them. It was really, really special. What about you? Nice. Uh, wife and I had a quiet uh, New Year's at home. We we made, we, we haven't had wings in forever. So we made some wings. We did too. Um, I know. It's just something we were, we're like, <laughs> we haven't had wings. Let's have wings. Okay. So we made some wings, had some drinks, watched uh, the, the Dick Clark uh, New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest, which we watched a lot of the performances. Obviously, when the ball dropped, that was it. We were done. Um, but <laughs> one of the performances that really stuck out for a very bizarre reason was Post Malone. He was, I think, I think he performed, they did one from, from Vegas. And first of all, Post Malone has like this crop top Dallas Cowboys jersey with bejeweled <laughs> jorts. Now, I know, I know Post Malone, he'd be a little eclectic. He'd be a little out there with, with his attire, but crop top like old Dallas or Dallas Cowboys Jersey with the jorts, bejeweled jorts. And then at one point it looked like he cut his knee because you could see his knee was bleeding, but <laughs> he goes hard. Uh, dude, <laughs> I don't know if he had like some pre-gaming going on, but he, I think he was like really into the music or he was just <laughs> really on something. Cause he just kind of looked a little out there when he's just kind of moving around. Um, Yeah. That 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 performance stuck up the most out of the performances that we watched. Like Jelly Roll performed, he looked awesome. Uh, oh, Sabrina Carpenter so cool. was out there; she did a good job. So, uh, yeah, that that the Post Malone one by far was kind of the most bizarre. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very on brand yeah. for Posty. Very on brand, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, let's kick things off with some music news, actually. So Selena Gomez was on uh, the uh, Smartless podcast with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett talking about her career. And so obviously she's she's doing a lot more acting. You know, she's on yeah. the only murders in the building. And so it looks like that's where she's going to be moving toward. Um, as far as a new album is concerned, she feels like she says that she has one more in her, but if she had to choose, it would be acting. So if we get another album from Selena, it's likely going to be her last as she's going to kind of focus more of her time and energy toward acting. 
Now I want to watch Murders in the Building. I don't know. Have you have you watched that show on Hulu? No, I haven't. I know I haven't either. We and you hear so many great things about it. And I need to talk to my wife because usually we kind of make the mutual decision on what series we're going to watch next. Um, but I mean, look, it, it's got Martin Short, it's got Steve Martin. Um and you know, there's like what Paul Rudd was in one uh one uh season. So- I've heard so many good things about it. Yes, I, just, I have I, too. I've, I'm in a reading phase right now. I've, I've read, yeah. oh goodness, I think I've read, I'm already one, two books in, in the new year. Okay. So I, that's pretty, but I read a lot of books last year. So I, I've been, I've been in a, like my reading era. So I haven't mm. been watching as much TV, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. My wife and I are right now in this <laughs> walking dead phase. Like, Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we 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 watched the Walking Dead series, and then we've been watching the spinoffs. Now we're on watch. We're watching uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So mm-hmm. right now we've just been kind of watching all the spinoffs. But I I I do want to kind of check this one out because yeah, heard great things. And you know, Selena. I mean, because look, she was on Wizards of Waverly Place, and I can see why she wanted to steer more toward the the acting side of things. So hopefully it works out for her. Hopefully she gets some more great roles out of, you know, moving just her all of her energy toward acting. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't, I don't love Selena Gomez's music. <laughs> okay. I, it's, it's not. It doesn't like, really, it doesn't rub you. I mean, it's kind of like, eh. Well, I just don't think, I don't think that's where she truly shines. I mean, I, I would agree that she should yeah. do more acting because it seems that that's really what, where she shines, I guess. And like I, her music think, is yeah, not I think bad. she's realized that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not bad. But I, I had this discussion with uh with my brother over over the the holiday as well that you know unfortunately a lot of songs kind of sound the same. And yeah. to me that's that's boring. And I that's how I kind of feel sometimes about her music. This is this is probably gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> People are going to be mad. Like, I love Selena Gomez. I do, too. I do, too. She's iconic. She's beautiful. She's very talented. Right. You just rather watch her on the screen than listen to her on. I think so. Yeah. Your speakers. Gotcha. Um, also, music for more joy than like. Yeah, I mean, do it. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, some other music news surrounding Britney Spears. So there's been reports from Page Six and the U.S. Sun that. Britney is working on a new album with Charlie XCX and Julia Michaels. And, well, Britney had something to say about that. And where does she go? Instagram. <laughs> and so she, she, she posted a photo of a painting with the caption, quote, just so we're clear, most of the news is trash. They keep saying I'm turning to random people to do a new album. I will never return to the music industry. <gasps> Ever? Ever. Now, she goes on to say that, quote, I've written over 20 songs for other people the past two years. I'm a ghostwriter, and I honestly enjoy it that way. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I want to know which song she's done. Yeah. I want to know which song she was a ghostwriter for. What's her go? I wanna, we, need to, we need to decipher her ghostwriter name. Yeah. <laughs> Start looking at all the recent albums in the last two years and songs yeah, that have come out and see which names keep popping up. Yeah, because forgive me, I don't think I don't think Britney's quite as meticulous about her secret identities as like Taylor Swift would be. Right? You know I mean? Yeah, you, exactly. You don't know. 
you're not gonna know but Brittany, you might be able to figure it out yeah so we'll have to do a little digging to see which song she's written in the last two years as a ghost writer um but yeah it looks like we're not going to get any new music from Brittany. and of course obviously she's got the the book uh, another one allegedly coming out according to her so she's enjoying her writing time and um i don't know i i, I, I hope that it works out for her now one thing i will say on the on the really quick on the subject of britney spears so i was just the other day doing a little snooping on britney's instagram and i don't know what to make of this but i am curious to hear what you have to say about it because no wait did britney de deactivate her instagram again i'm, I'm looking at her instagram and i, I have I think she might have deactivated because now it's not showing up. Let me try it again. Surely Hold on. Somewhere. I yeah. Okay. Well, her as we're doing this podcast recording, her Instagram is not back up. But there was a photo of a guy shirtless, like in a bed, with her, with the with her memoir book, like kind of like over his face, like covering it. Mm -hmm. And she captioned it with like something along the lines of, you know, all this, what support, I love this, something like that. So I don't know if this is like a fan that she's just sharing a photo of, or maybe this is new man. You know, I, I it, it's not Sam Asgari, um, <laughs> but obviously you can't see his face, but it, it kind of made it seem like, oh, is is this a fan that she's just like, you know, sharing a photo of and like, oh, I love the support. Or is this, is this maybe new man? Because that was one of my predictions for 2024. Is that Brittany finds a new man in a new relationship, a healthy relationship. Well, you're right. You're right. You know, I look, I, we, we've done it before on this podcast where we have made things happen, but yes. I will have to watch it. But yeah, her, her Instagram as we were are recording this podcast is, is not available right now. So. Well, here's the thing. He's got it like over his face. Yeah. Like, you know, how you have, he has it open and just kind of like laid over his face. So it's an open book just laid over his face. Like, is he like reading it or did he like fall asleep no, reading it and it's, it's like on he, his face? It's like he, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he fell asleep reading it and just fell over his face. Honey, that's not support. If he fell asleep reading your book, it kind of insinuates that it's boring. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, know yeah. if that's... Yeah, I mean that's how I would take it, but uh, yeah, course, that's how I kind of thought too. Like, did he fall asleep <laughs> reading the book? And yeah, oh, so anyway, Brittany. I know. Oh, Brittany, I gotta, I gotta find that picture now. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, go find it. See if you can <laughs> see if someone screenshotted it. <laughs> While you're looking for that, um, Kesha is letting people know that she has new music coming soon, but she did it in a very Kesha way. Again, Kesha, as we know, can be a little out there, a little, a little eccentric. Um, People magazine photographed her in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven in Los Angeles holding a handwritten sentence on a like cardboard piece that says, quote, new music coming soon. She's in like a, a cowboy hat and a T-shirt leaned up against the car. So that's that's how she's letting everyone know that we're going to get new music from Kesha. If you happen to see mm -hmm. this photo of her outside of a 7-Eleven in L.A., um, this was just taken a uh you know, just this the, the week during the week. So, I mean, I, I guess how most people usually would do it via social media. Kesha's like, I'm just going to go out and let people do it for me. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah, you you guys share the news. I'm just gonna sit out here with my sign up against the car uh, that lets people know I have new music coming soon. When that is, don't know, but apparently it's coming soon. All right, let's get into some more. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, we haven't had new music from Kesha in a while. Yeah, well, and you're right. She is kind of a. She's she's got her ways of doing things. (laughs) Yeah. All right, some juicy stuff. Um, first off, so if you remember last year, Kelly Clarkson, ex Brandon Blackstock, had this legal battle going on. Um, so the New York Post obtained court documents from this case last year, in which Kelly Clarkson said to a California labor commissioner that her ex husband and was also her former manager told NBC executives or told her that NBC executives were, quote, looking for a more sex symbol type like Rihanna when it came to being on NBC's The Voice. Now, this was obviously was before she was on The Voice because she joined the show in 2018. So this was before that. But Kelly voiced that she wanted to be on The Voice. And basically, her husband at the time said, eh, you're not sexy enough. Uh. Yeah. Now we understand why he's an ex-husband. He's so gross. You don't tell your wife that, no, you're not sexy enough to be on the show. They're looking for someone that's a sex symbol type. Now, no offense to Kelly Clarkson. I don't see her being like the, quote, sex symbol, but you don't tell your wife, no, you're not sexy enough to be on the show. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that route. And there wow. are so many like other ways of phrasing it. Like, you are trying to save her feelings and, like, try to, like, brace her for not getting the gig and saying, like, well, you know, they probably want. Well, and then, you know, of course, she has the talk show. It's like, I don't consider, (laughs) I mean, like, a talk show host to be sexy. You know what I mean? No, but it's your wife for crying out loud. I mean, I understand you're also her manager, but, yeah, go about it a different way. Like, hey, they're looking for you know, someone that's not Kelly Clarkson. I don't know. I, look, I get it. it. Being a husband, it's, you know, it's a delicate matter when your wife says, I want to be on The Voice. It's like, okay. But according to the, some other things that he allegedly told Kelly when she wanted to be, or voiced her or wanting to be on The Voice was that Blackstock told her that NBC executives, quote, had to have someone that was black. They had to have a diverse thing. Also adding that since they already had Blake Shelton as a coach, that Blake and Kelly were, quote, too similar. What is similar about Kelly and Blake? Good question. What? Yeah. This now is, again, this is. Yeah, it, it shows more of, like, I could see why Kelly wanted to leave this guy. <laughs> well, and this is beautiful, a beautiful evidence of an insecure man not wanting his super powerful and, and popular wife to overshadow him too much more. You know, he's, Look, he's stifling her yeah, because he doesn't want her to, to be, a, to be as big as she could be because then she'll realize that he ain't right. And she'll do what she did and leave him good on her. Exactly. For leaving. Like what a exactly. jerk. Yeah, exactly. Now in the case, the labor commissioner did rule in favor of Kelly Clarkson. Blackstock had to pay her uh, over 2.6 million. Um, to unlawfully procure details and should have been handled by her talent agents. Yeah. 
definitely, definitely sees why he's an ex. Yeah. So good for her. Um, Jonathan Majors is going to appear for his first interview since his conviction. If you remember last month, he was or found guilty of assault and harassment uh, against his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. And he is going to sit down with ABC News anchor Lindsey Davis. Now, this is the, the, as we're recording this podcast, the, the the show is not or the interview is not aired. The interview aired on Good Morning America on Monday, January 8th. So, again, as we record this podcast, we have not watched the interview yet, but we'll make sure to cover it in the, the next week's episode. Um, but he's going to sit down. It's going to air on Good Morning America. Also, additional segments on GMA3 and Prime. Um, so we're going to assume, since, again, recording the podcast before the interview was aired, that they're going to definitely talk about the case. They're going to talk about him being dropped from Marvel as his role as King the Conqueror. Um, I mean, this, this is going to be kind of a very awkward interview. Yeah. Because this guy was going to be like the next big thing in Hollywood and then gets arrested. Turns out that he was guilty of assault and harassment against his ex-girlfriend and being dropped by Marvel. And right now, I mean... Who's going to want to touch him right now and be like, hey, you should come work on this project because no one wants that PR nightmare right now. No kidding. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll cover this, the interview in the next week's episode when we get a chance to watch it. Um, but, yeah, that that is going to be one awkward interview. And I'm curious to see how Jonathan's going to handle it. Well, and remember, we discussed this before, <clears throat> excuse me, that. He needs to take some time. This is way too soon for him to be doing oh, any kind sure. of PR. Yes, which I was kind of surprised. Like, it's only been because it happened like right before Christmas when the when the uh, the uh, judgment came down that he was found guilty. On uh, now there were two misdemeanors. He's not likely going to face jail time, but still found guilty. Um, that yeah, I mean, it's like why don't you wait a few months? Why don't you wait till like maybe late spring? Then do an interview, but literally yeah. like less than a month. This is far too soon. Whoever is responsible for like his like his PR team, this is this is yeah rushed, irresponsible, and negligent. This is unless they are really going like on the whole like he's innocent thing, which what we can't do because he's been no. convicted. Yeah, I mean, like, like they can't. They, they, there's nothing that can be done. You just need to take this on the chin, lie low for a while, and then start making amends and atoning for the the pain you inflicted on that poor girl, the embarrassment and shame. Right. And now, you know, you need to make things right. This is unless he. Th I feel like this is going to be a dig my heels in kind of moment, and it's just gonna it's just gonna go badly for him unless he comes on and. Fully accepts responsibility, accountability, and maybe he divulges his plan on how he's going to atone. Mm -hmm. Like he is like just you know just watch. You know I know I know that people are upset with me and disappointed in me, but just watch. I'm going to make this right, and I hope that that's where this goes. But that's the only thing that I that I would consider this being a a smart move. It's still not smart. It's too soon to be smart. Well, now here's the other thing too is that. This is going to air on ABC News. ABC 
ABC and Disney, same company. Disney also owns Marvel, which Marvel dropped Jonathan Majors. Is, are they using this platform to try and save face and try to make it seem like we can, we can bring them back? Maybe. But I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what the interview, what, what all transpires. Yeah. Um, Nigel Lithgow, if you've heard that name, you know him from uh, being the executive producer of American Idol. He's also worked on uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Um, I think he's worked on a number of other shows, too. Um, he's got some some lawsuits against him, some sexual assault lawsuits, one of which comes from Paula Abdul. Um, in court documents obtained by E! News, Abdul claims this, there was two separate inc- incidences of alleged sexual assault by Nigel. One was during one of the early seasons of American Idol, and according to Paula, uh, she and Lithgow were traveling for like the show's regional auditions, and allegedly the two were in a hotel elevator nigel allegedly groped and kissed paula without her consent she attempted to push him away uh she also later told one of her reps and quote ultimately decided not to take action for fear that lithgow would have her fired from american idol oh and then a second incident occurred when she was working as a judge on so you think you can dance Allegedly, uh, Nigel invited Paula back to his home to discuss other opportunities to work together. He allegedly forced himself on top of her while they were seated on a couch, on a couch, attempted to kiss her. Um, Paula pushed him off and left his home. Again, feared she would be uh, retaliated against for or blackmailed if she spoke out about the incident. Now, Nigel has issued a statement in regards to this lawsuit where he says, quote, to say that I am shocked and saddened by the allegations made against me by Paula Abdul is a wild understatement. For more than two decades, Paula and I have interacted as dear and entirely platonic friends and colleagues. Um, I learned of these claims in the press, and I want to be clear, not only are they false, they are also, or they are deeply offensive to me and to everything I stand for. And he is obviously going to fight if it goes, you know, any further. Yeah. Um, but but shortly after that one came out, a second one came out against Nigel. Uh, this is from two former contestants on the 2003 ABC show All American Girl. Uh, the women claimed that Nigel allegedly brought them to his home after a rap party from the show, made unwanted advances toward them. Um, he also they also claimed that Nigel walked on set and swatted and groped their their rear ends. Um, oh. Yeah, so he has not. Less latest we know, he hasn't made any statement about that lawsuit. But two back to back against Nigel Lithgow, it's like, oof. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But that's all we know as far as those two lawsuits pending against American Idol executive producer Nigel Lithgow. Ugh. This is like, a, like Matt Lauer thing. Just like men with power and how they exploit it. Yeah. Oh, I, I should say people in power that, you know, can right. take advantage of, of people in positions below them. And Yeah. Have- right. So, I mean, again, I, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but we'll, we'll have to kind of see where that one goes with those two lawsuits. Okay. Jimmy Kimmel. Man. Don't get on Jimmy Kimmel's bad side. He has a way with words. 
And I love it. Does yes, he does. So here's what happened: is Aaron Rodgers, as you know, former Green Bay Packers quarterback, now New York Jets quarterback, who's injured. He was on the Pat McAfee show on January 2nd, and with the Jeffrey Epstein court documents being unsealed, there was a list of names that were are slowly coming out of people that have been around Jeffrey, were in business with him. Anyway, they were talking about this on the Pat McAfee show, and Aaron Rodgers made the claim that Jimmy Kimmel's name was among those people on that list. Uh, Aaron said, quote, there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, really hoping that doesn't come out, referring to the list of associates that Jeffrey Epstein was in, had business with or whatever, associates, as I use air quotes. Mm. So obviously Jimmy Kimmel got wind of this and went on X, formerly Twitter, called Aaron Rodgers a word and said, quote, for the <laughs> record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any, and he puts quote, list, other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your Not reckless soft brain. <laughs> yeah. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. Um, now, th this whole feud got started back in March. Uh, when Jimmy was mocking Aaron for discussing the Epstein list and UFOs during another episode of the Pat McAfee show back in February. Um, so I don't know if this isn't kind of retaliation to what Jimmy said about Aaron and Aaron saying this on the Pat McAfee show. Now, the list of names, there's more and more and more names are coming out as people are combing through all these documents that are being unsealed from the Jeffrey Epstein case, which um, Epstein committed suicide in his jail cell you know during the trial process but it, it, the evidence was seemingly overwhelming not in favor of Epstein um but what names are being thrown out were like Bruce Willis, Cameron Diaz, Kate Blanchett, Kevin Spacey, Naomi Campbell, Dean Leonardo DiCaprio um Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, those are names that are named in these court documents, but they don't, they're, they're, there's nothing against them. They're not being accused of anything or, or helping Epstein in any capacity with, with having what was brought against him. Yeah. Um, now, like Prince Andrew, there was a court, uh, court case that was um, settled out of court against him regarding Epstein. Um, another one, Jean-Luc Brunel, um, was a French modeling agent suspected of scouting girls for Epstein. He committed suicide in Paris, awaiting his trial. Um, there was another name, too, that was thrown out there that also they, they died. Um, so anyway, so yeah, the, these names are slowly coming out again. These are not names that, there's no wrongdoing just names that were mentioned because of them being on Epstein's Island, uh, allegedly traveled together. Um, yeah. But for Aaron, Aaron to say that about Jimmy, eesh, that's Aaron Rodgers is one of those 
just desperately clinging to relevance by saying controversial things. Like part of me, well, I I don't know if I just want to believe this. I think he does believe this, but part of me wants to believe that he just says these things so people continue talking about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, wh- why? Why? You have no you have no knowledge about any of this. None of right. us do. I mean, unless you are also involved. Because I mean, that would that would be a good indicator. If I saw you on Jeffrey Epstein's island and you want to bring up my name, like you know what I mean? Like that. It seems right. to me, like, unless you have inside knowledge, which you don't, unless you were also there, which then puts the spotlight on you. Right, and his name could also pop up as you know. News outlets keep combing through the documents to see what names. I mean, the names are being thrown be out like each day. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be beautiful if Aaron Rodgers' name pops up on that list? I would love nothing more because he oh, is constantly and he ruins the Pat McAfee show for me because I love Pat McAfee show. <laughs> oh, but you know that if Aaron's name pops up, you definitely know Pat McAfee is going to be the first to address it. Oh like, my hey, remember, gosh. remember when you said this about Jimmy? Your name popped up. What were you doing? Yeah, P- Pat Mac. See, I I like Pat McAfee. I I mean, he's it is what it is. <laughs> I like I like his sports takes. And he's he is entertaining to watch, but I don't. I've never liked Aaron Rodgers, and it's partially because yeah. he was a Packer. Yeah, <laughs> being a Bears fan, you're like, yeah, we don't like him. Yeah, no, I I always knew there was something off about that guy. No, but seriously, <laughs> like, he's, like this is just to me, it's just ridiculously clinging to some kind of notoriety. Just like, please keep talking about me. And he goes for big names like Kimmel because I, I don't know why you would ever assume that Kimmel's soft enough. That you could you could like pull one over on him because he ain't. But Kimmel's right. not the one to mess with. No, no. I would argue that you could you could get away with you can get away with shots fired at almost any other talk show host, maybe except for Colbert. Anybody else probably isn't even going to give you any kind of acknowledgement. But right. Kimmel, Kimmel's good. About stuff oh, like yeah, for sure. Oh, and and I love how he just, yeah, he, <laughs> he just makes sure that, uh, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna let you have it. And he's not gonna hold back. We well, can't wait to see how this uh, progresses. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, as as more names come out, I mean, there's gonna be more revelations made. Um, uh, yeah, you'll be curious to see of all the names that pop up. You know, who is really in the wrong and who was just there and didn't realize what was going on at the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks because, I mean, if you were there and you didn't realize until after the fact, you you kind of feel like, I mean, I would feel gross. I mean, like I was at this, you know, place with the guy who's a convicted sex offender and um, I didn't know it. And I wish I did now because I would have at least did something or said something. Yeah. Well, and to me, to me, situations like that, it's like they probably were advised. Everyone that has been on that island has probably been advised to just shut up, lawyer up, don't say a word. But to me, honestly, it's the best policy. If I had, you know, booked a vacation on a private island, if I had that kind of money (laughs) and it happened to be Epstein's island and all of this is coming out about him, I would I would jump the gun before my name can even get released. I'm saying 
Right. It's like, look, from hey. these days to these days, my partner and I traveled. We enjoyed, you know, XYZ resort, or we, you know, paid mm-hmm. for a private chef to come with us and we did all this because we're rich and we can, but we never cross paths with Epstein. What's her name? Elaine, Ghislaine. Yes. Yep. Maxwell, whatever her, her name is. Mm-hmm. I would never cross paths with any of them and had no knowledge of the activities taking place on the island. And that's what I feel any of these people who ha- are on this list should have done from the get-go. Yeah, for sure. As soon as as soon as all of this was starting to be like uncovered, that's what people mm-hmm. should have done. Why if you weren't up to any good or you know if you if you were just innocently enjoying a vacation, say that. Right. And I'm sure they're going to they're going to now that that the the documents are being unsealed, there's going to be names I thrown that's out. That's too little too late. I, I guess, but I guess they were anticipating it was never going to happen. Well, that's not. Yeah, now, now it's going to happen. So I mean, look, I mean, if if again the names that are thrown out, except for the ones that we know are guilty, they're in. There's no wrongdoing there. I think they were just seen at the at the certain places when the testimony was happening. Yeah. And but anyway, so we'll yeah look. If Jimmy's name come is actually on the list, I'm sure there's a reason for it. If Aaron's name is thrown out, I'm sure Jimmy's going to be the first one to throw it out there, and Pat McAfee's going to ask about it. Um, I kind of hope that happens. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be more words to say between Aaron and Jimmy regarding that. All right, let's finish up with our WAS story. Um, finding your roots. Have you ever watched that on PBS? I haven't, but whenever I hear, you know, that they un- uncovered. Because they always have celebrities come on and they they kind of trace their ancestry. So I mean, like Andy Cohen's been on there, Andy Samberg, uh, uh, gosh, who else has been on there? Um, Courtney B. Vance has been on there. Danny Trejo's been on there. I'm just going to all the people that have been on this show as they trace their roots. Um, and so the, the latest one they've had, Sierra was on. And the host, Henry Louis Gates Jr., using DNA samples, discovered that Sierra and New York Yankees legend Derek Jeter are cousins. Derek Jeter? Yeah. Sierra and Derek Jeter are are DNA cousins. I don't know how far down the line, but they are cousins. Wow. I know. Like, you're Sierra. You're kind of a megastar as it is. And to find out you have another megastar as a relative, it's like, what? What are the odds of that? Like, Of course, I'm sure Sierra's like calling up Derek. Like, hey, we're related. Let's get together and trace the family tree. You know, it's always, every time I read a story about how, um, like, celebrities are friends with one another. I mean, normally it's, yeah, who was it recently that found out they were related and they were like best friends? It wasn't that long ago. Oh, are you um um McConaughey? Yes. And uh, Woody Harrelson? How they, yes. they might be related? <laughs> yes. I don't see. We'll see. I don't think we'll see them on that show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was. I, I it always kind of gives me a little tickle whenever I realize that, you know, people are, you know, people in Hollywood are friends because it just, it's just a completely different world. It's like, I don't know, to me, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that they were friends. They hung out. That's really sweet. Like Adam yeah. Sandler is like friends with Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston. It's like, you would never, like, I would have never been like, oh yeah, I can totally see that. But hearing right. that they're related is so much like, it's even oh, more it's, 
funny. Yeah, that's it, it cool. makes more sense. Like, oh, that's why you guys are really good friends. You're actually related. Don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that Sierra was, is probably, well, I know she's never had any difficulty getting to any, you know, superstar games or whatnot, but I, I'd be a little peeved yeah. that I wasn't able to watch Derek Jeter in his prime <laughs> as, a, as his family yeah. member. I mean, she's she's married to Russell Wilson, and now, you know, she's like, hey, guess what, babe? You're kind of married into the family, and you're, you know, related in-law to Derek Jeter. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Are you, You're related to someone famous, too, aren't you? Yeah, um, I'm related to uh, Dean Norris, who, if you watch Breaking Bad, you know him as Hank. He's That's my, so cool. He's my second cousin. He's my dad's first cousin. Is our yeah. here our, our first our first pitch of the new year, Dean? Come on, be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he might do it actually. Do or, what? Reach out. He might if I, if I reach out to him and he's not busy. Oh, it's so cool. He's, I know. Yeah, he, he always seemed like such a cool cool dude. So yeah, I've, uh, it's been a few years since I've seen him um, because uh, my family goes to uh, Notre Dame football games, and so. Uh, last time I saw him, oh gosh, it's been a few years, but he was up there for a game. So, um, yeah, it's always fun to kind of see what he's up to and what he's doing. So I know we've already talked about this on the show before, but I, I did think that it, it warrants mentioning, given yeah. the top of hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast as we discuss some of the latest Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to past episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts and make sure you subscribe as we drop new episodes every Tuesday. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.